Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 12, 13, I'm, how am I forgetting the number already? It's, I'm at like 12, this is not going well, I forgot to check, um, I was gonna do that. It's either 12 or 13, uh, you guys will know, <laughs> um, I'll know later, I don't know now, um, yeah, it's been a week, <laughs> um, an interesting week that's been both good and bad and strange, weird, yeah, um, I was on my way to having a boyfriend, yeah, uh, now I'm not. <laughs> um, anyways, so don't ask my friends for relationship advice. May not seem like a segue that makes sense, but anyways, like Tuesday or something, I ask, I text my sibling group chat and I text my friends. I'm like, how do I ask a guy out? The responses I got uh, were, you just do. You ask a girl out instead. Men suck. Probably should have listened to that one. Um, with a playlist. That one was from my sister. That's mean because I've done that before. Not okay, but like it was with somebody that I knew for like a while. It didn't work. Just an F. It didn't work. Uh, and then I got you say, do you want to borrow my tuner? Because you're sharp. Or you're looking pretty sharp. Uh, and then <laughs> I got a massive text message of other assorted pickup lines. So... Needless to say, they were zero help. <laughs> um, I did, in fact, use none of the pickup lines because while that may have been entertaining, uh, would not have worked, um, especially because most of the pickup lines were music-related. This guy is a computer science major. First red flag. <laughs> Honestly... Okay, there's not even, okay, okay, I kind of have to, like, explain this now, because what happened isn't even, it's very strange. So, I asked this guy to coffee, or whatever, and we go, we have a great time, it's really nice, he's very sweet, we're getting along, it's whatever. Next day, we have lunch together, it goes well, he tells me he wants to take me out on another date. It's like Friday, and he tells me he's going to text me on Sunday. Friday night, I also have a concert, um, like a choir concert that I have a solo in. He says he's going to be there, uh, and I'm not sure if my parents are coming at this point. They said they might, and they might not. Um, but So I'm like, okay, whatever. And so... 
the concert happens. I'm at the concert. I look up at the balcony, and I see the guy I had went on the dates with. I look slightly to the right. Both of my parents. <laughs> they are sitting coincidentally very close together, both directly in my line of sight. And none of them knew it, but I did. <laughs> it was very entertaining for me. Um, yeah. So, after the concert, they thankfully did not run into each other, which was great, because he was kind of gone by the time I got out. And then I talked to my parents for a little bit. It was whatever. Um, and then uh, he texted me afterwards, like, you did great. I said, thank you. And now this is where things start to get strange is um, he told me Friday that he was going to be busy Saturday with his friends and so Saturday because I have issues I have abandonment issues and I have issues feeling clingy I always think I'm being clingy and annoying so I kind of need people to like constantly tell me they want me somewhere or like verbally reassure me that I'm wanted places and that I'm not being clingy and annoying where I will assume I am. So in my best efforts to be not clingy and annoying, the only thing I send him Saturday is a singular reel of cute puppies because, yeah. Plus, a big part of my love language is, like, sharing things that, that I like. I said that before, but... Um, that includes, like, reels and TikToks and stuff. So I was like, we'll start off easy. You know, just one. Um, and I told myself, that's all I'm going to send today. That's it. Um, uh, because my, th this is, like, part of the reason I think that I'm, like, annoying is because I will send my friends, like, a lot of, like, TikToks and reels. Um, that's kind of how you know that I think you're my friend is when I'm sending you copious amounts of videos um, because I like them and a lot of times they make me happy. So, you know, spreading the love. So I send, I send that and I'm checking Instagram like periodically throughout the day and like checking my messages with my other friends. I happen to notice he has, like, not even opened the app once that day, which, like, I get it. Like, if you're hanging out with your friends, I guess, you want to be, like, in the moment. But, like, must be some, like, intense stuff. Um, and then he does not text me whatsoever the entirety of Saturday. It's Sunday. I wake up, I get ready, I go to brunch with my roommate, it's like 11, I've still got nothing, and we're supposed to meet up today, so I ask again, and then I get a text that I'm not going, I don't know exactly how much of the text, basically just saying not ready to continue pursuing a relationship with me, but he was having a good time 
and wants to still be friends. So, and honestly, it was almost a relief when I got this text because it made a lot more sense than just nothing for like 28 hours. <laughs> so, actually longer than that, uh, more like 36 hours. Uh, so really, it just made, it took away a lot of my anxiety about that because, yeah, kind of sucks, but it's fine. I'm very confused, as well are all of my friends and family members. Of course, my mother, <laughs> because my little sister told my parents, which... I'm like fine. I I would I would have told them eventually probably, but uh, she told them. So then I had to explain the whole thing. My mom has a vendetta against computer science majors <laughs> because she works at a college, and she thinks all of the computer science majors there are like weird. And I'm I'm like. They are not the same kind of computer science majors as the college you teach at, Mom. This is a very different college to the college you teach at because she teaches at, like, a big... Okay, it's not big, but she teaches at... It's bigger than my school, and it's, like, a public state university that's in a little pretty Republican town. Um, so very different types of computer science majors here, um, but, you know, maybe not, I mean, I don't know what happened, I do have to see him today, though, in like an hour, unless he doesn't show up to class, which I, I'm kind of hoping for, but it's probably unlikely, um, it's going to be awkward, though, because Friday I had switched my seat to sit next to him. So if I switch back, it's going to be kind of weird. Because my class, there's like 12 people in that class, and we don't really switch seats. So the seat switching, like, plus one person switching a seat messes up the seating arrangement for, like, everybody. So... <laughs> Well, not everybody, but like the whole half of the room. So it's gotta, it's it's like, it's gonna be awkward. I, I'm gonna sit in the seat next to him because he said he wanted to still be friends. So if he makes it weird, it's his fault. But now I don't really know how to act. So yeah. Um, so that happened. Some choir tea. Um, we had a guest composer come work with us because we were performing two of his pieces and we were doing the US debut of one of them because the choir I'm in is like his favorite choir ever. Um, his name is Santiago Veros. He's like, can't remember exactly where he's from. Uh, but, yeah, 
He doesn't speak English very well. Spanish is his native language, and this is an important detail for something I'm about to say. Um, I got a solo in one of his pieces, the one that's like the U.S. debut. I got a solo that sits like pretty high in soprano range, right? It's like for for like vocalists, you'll know what whoop timbre is. It's like all in that range except there's like a couple middle notes and so we run through the pace and he goes like his first comment is like the first soloist way too heavy me all my friends in that choir everybody who's heard me sing is immediately like heavy because I'm a lyric soprano my voice is quite literally the opposite of heavy like everyone is like were you listening to to the right person are you talking about the right solo but then he like he went on, he was like, less vibrato, like almost no vibrato, which I should have expected because the style of music this guy writes is very much like, you know, choir boy style of voices. Um, but to expect a soprano to sing in that range with no vibrato not gonna go well so I talked to my choir director afterwards and he just told me to do it how I was doing it because he said just make it pretty floaty angelic it needs the spin and warmth that your voice has that's why I picked you for the solo and so I was like okay okay (laughs) um so yeah (laughs) um and then, so yeah, that happened, but that was so, such a mess, that song. We did it, and it sounded good, and it always sounds better than it feels with that choir for some reason, but we performed it with a string quintet and an alto flute, um which was really cool, but also really difficult because we'd been practicing like with a piano. And so all of the notes are like voiced very differently. So like where you get your notes from is completely different. Like the clarity of each melody line, like nothing quite lines up with the music we have because we can see the piano part, which has pieces of all of the instrumental parts, but like that, that it's being passed throughout all of the instruments, so it's a little harder to follow. And the first time we did the song with the quintet, the part my solo is in is in 3 2, and the strings are just holding this chord that has a D sharp and an F sharp. And the choir is supposed to come in 
on an E. Like the and of two on an E. And then the rest of the, the other half of the choir comes in on one on an E. And then I come in on two of the next measure on an E, the octave up. The first time we did it, I could like barely hear the strings. The first half of the choir did not come in on time because they could not hear their pitch. And then when people started coming in, it was at random times, and like four different pitches all like a half step apart. So I was here and it was all, it was like mumble singing. So it's like, so I got, I was having zero pitches. So I came in um, on a pitch and it felt entirely wrong. I think, and according to the people like next to me, it was like the right note, but it did not sound and or feel right. So I just stopped and like did not sing the first phrase and then came in on the second line by the time because by that time the choir had figured out what the E was. And then of course I look like an idiot. Well, really, we were all being idiots because <laughs> nobody could find the freaking E. Um, but then we did it. We did it again and it was still difficult to find it because the choir was not coming in right and it looked like I couldn't count because the choir was not coming in right because like plus the conducting style for three two he was doing like down down like I don't even know where the beat for the second one was it was I don't know and then like um And then in, in, or like in, up, or whatever, um, to conduct it in like 3-2. So it was like a little tricky to follow the conducting, and then, <laughs> so it looked like I couldn't count, even though the, the guy, the, my choir director knows I can count, because I literally did it fine with the piano. It was just strange. Um, but it was a very interesting experience. Um, and then the composer, this guy is quite the character. He's funny. He's nice. Um, but he conducted, he conducted one of his pieces that we also did called Almas de Barro. I, excuse my horribly rolled R. Um, it, it is supposed to be a rolled R. Um, but we did that and he conducted it and it was funny because at one point, because my choir director was trying to convince him to conduct his, like, big, like, debut piece, and he goes, I am not conductor. I am not a conductor. I am composer. And it was so funny. And you can tell that this man is not a conductor. Because, thankfully, we're, my choir is all, like, pretty good musicians. So we, like, knew what he meant when he conducted things most of the time. So it ended up relatively okay. We knew what he was. We knew what he was getting at. So we were able to follow. Um, it was really funny though. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? I I've told like the biggest thing that happened this week. Oh, Enola Holmes two. It's a very good movie. Like 
very good movie. When the first one came out, I was so hesitant and, like, reluctant to watch it because I was like, oh, my God, why don't they come up with new ideas? Why is it, like, another Sherlock Holmes thing, blah, 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 blah. Watched it, loved it. I've seen it, like, five or six times now, the first one. And then the second one came out, and I was super excited for it, loved it, was fantastic. I loved all of the twists. Go watch it go watch it it's amazing and I love the parts of it that are historically accurate that's like my favorite thing like if you haven't seen the first one I guess I can I could say this because there's like it's not like a plot point but they have like a jujitsu like teaching place above like this tea shop for women to go and learn jujitsu. That's actually fact factually accurate. That was a thing in the British suffragette movement was that they would teach everybody jujitsu so they could take down the police officers. And it was super funny because the girl in charge was like five one, five two something. And all of the police officers at the time were like required to be over five ten. So you had these like tiny little women and these massive fucking police officers and the women would just kick their asses which is fantastic um so yeah uh i love the factually accurate parts that is like one of my favorite things um something that threw me off was apparently the guy who plays um Mycroft Holmes is the same guy that plays Finnick in the Hunger Games. And that is not okay. That, like, broke my brain. I had to, like... One of my friends found that out because we watched... Um, like, I had seen one and two before, but then, like, Saturday night, um, my friends and I watched them both because <clears throat> some of us or some of them hadn't seen either of them. So... Uh, we did, like, a marathon of it. But <clears throat> one of my friends looked up the cast, found out that Finnick was Mycroft Holmes, and we were all like, no. No way. Because as Mycroft Holmes, you're like, that man is... No. Like, that man is a bad guy. We don't like that guy. He's ugly and gross. And then Finnick is, like hot as fuck that's like a universal truth right oh my god like <laughs> that was just crazy also that movie is going those movies are going to be like the next pirates of the caribbean they're going to be so many people's like bisexual realizations and like obsessions like before they know they're bi um like, for me, Pirates of the Caribbean was definitely one of those. Um, because I was obsessed with them. I was obsessed with pirates. And, you know, when you're little, you think, oh, it's Orlando Bloom. Like, Will Turner is so hot. And then you look back and you're like, it was everybody in that movie. Um, like, this is that. Like, Millie Bobby Brown, gorgeous human being. And... The guy that plays, um, Tewksbury, like, that couple, insane. And then in the second one, there's, like, 
more more hot people and not only Henry Cavill but like more than that I can't really say who the characters are because it kind of well I guess the Sarah Chapman is gorgeous and they're all being like you know um radical like feminist um rebels so it makes it even better because you're like (gasps) (laughs) yeah which is great so watch those movies um what else was I gonna say oh I don't know who lets me and my roommate exist in the same space (laughs) but I swear to god our only discernible personality trait between the two of us is that I'm gay and she's straight And that basically leads to, like, all of the differences in our personality. Otherwise, we're, like, the same person. We were at a Target the other day, and we both bought jeans. We bought the same pair of jeans because they're very cute. They have little, they're kind of like mom jeans, but not quite. I'm wearing them right now. That's why I'm looking at my legs. And they have little, like, embroidered flowers on them, and they're so cute. We are also, like, the same size, which is weird. Um, And we've both lost weight since coming here because before I was, like, you know, kind of between a 6 and an 8, like, pretty solidly in a 6 for, like, a pants size kind of. And these pants are fours, and they fit me, like, perfectly. Now, the Target sizing was really fucking weird because the sixes were, like, massive. And I have a six and another pair that fits me pretty well. So we both lost, like, a little weight, but not, like, really a concerning amount. Just the Target sizing was weird, and we've lost a little weight. Um, But we bought these same pair of jeans... And then today, I got, I woke up, got dressed, and she was, like, still sleeping. I come back after, like, washing my face and everything. We are both wearing the jeans. <laughs> and we do this all the time. Like, we'll accidentally match. And it's like, who let us do this? Who put us together in the same space? We also came to the realization that our poor neighbors, our poor neighbors, because both of us are loud human beings, and so when we're talking to each other, at to, like, us is a normal conversation volume, we're being loud, but we don't know it, because that's just normal conversation volume to both of us. We're so loud. I feel so bad for our neighbors. Like, I am so sorry (laughs) to those poor people. Um, Because we're loud. Like, we're, we're just, like, so strangely similar. But we're just different enough that it works, you know? Which is nice. Um, so, yeah. Um, but we do that all the time where we're, like... One time, 
because we don't look at each other when we get dressed. So it's not like a conscious decision. So one day we turned around. I was wearing a navy kind of like a navy kind of like almost plaid, but just like the square patterned um, sweater vest with a burgundy skirt. Turned around. She was wearing a maroon shirt and like black plaid pants that were like the same pattern as my sweater vest. Um, then like that same week we went to work out. She was wearing a turquoise bra with black shorts and I was wearing a black bra with turquoise shorts. This happens all the time. Literally someone thought we were dating because we go everywhere together and they didn't really know we were roommates. But no, she's straight and has a boyfriend. I'm queer and single. We're not dating. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, I guess I can wrap this up. Uh, my favorite song this week is probably Después de la Playa by Bad Bunny or... Titi Me Pregunto by Bad Bunny. Both very good songs. Thank you all for listening if you made it this far. Uh, so, yeah. Bye.